This is Good Morning NoCo with Brian Carey and Tanner Schwint on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hello and welcome back in. It's five minutes after nine o'clock on your Monday morning. Get up and get at it. Going to be a nice day today. In fact, get ready for a few nice days to kick off our week. We'll give you full details coming up when Cody Wilson of Denver and Front Range Weather uh, comes and joins us about 9.30 this morning. Tell us what we're in store for the week. Another roller coaster of weather expected our way. But we're going to start on a high note with nice warm temperatures, and we'll be climbing up to those beginning today. So hope you're having a decent Monday so far. We're all trying to struggle getting through the time change for the first day. The first day is always a little rough for all of us. Uh, we kind of get it figured out by weekend, but... Uh, I, I'm hoping so. No, we do, because a lot of people come in, like you did this morning, you know, you'll come in, oh, not too bad, I'll be, you know, we'll go <laughs> at it. And, and you know, everyone starts with good intentions, but don't be surprised if partway through the morning or early afternoon, you get hit with that, I'd just like to lay down for a minute, <laughs> which is where today being National Napping Day comes into play. It's timed perfectly. Yes, it is. So there is nothing wrong uh, with taking a little siesta this afternoon or this morning for brunch or yeah. whatever it may be <laughs> for a little bit. And I think there'll be a lot of that going on today. For sure. Anybody who can swing it will. Yes, very much so. Now... I uh, last night I was uh, I, I was sitting there debating. Okay, do I watch all the shows that I've missed this weekend that I had recorded? You know, I do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, or you know, check out something like I knew there was a new mayor of Kingstown and these things. But you know, I'm going to watch the Oscars. Yeah, you know, and I I used nobody to, got slapped this year, right? No, but I used to watch them because I was intrigued by them, and then I watch them just to prove to myself how horrible they were, and I'd try it for a few minutes and go, you know, I would much rather watch softball. Yeah, you the know, World Baseball Classic. Yes, there's got to be something else on, uh, but. Uh, I, I I had seen many of the films this year, so I was a little bit intrigued, and, and I wanted to check it out and watch the show. So I tuned it in last night. I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a really good job, as as always. He's just he's a good host. Uh, I think he he does a great job. He's funny. Uh, threw out a couple of good ones. Uh, he nailed Tucker Carlson without using his name, uh, which was pretty good. And then uh, Don Lemon got zinged without using his name either. Yeah. So everybody was taking it from all Equal sides. Opportunity. Exactly. But uh, uh, musical performances were kind of cool. Uh, one of them was just just flat out awful. Again, David Byrne, who I really like, of the Talking Heads. Uh, did a song from one of the nominated uh, films, Everything Everywhere at Once, which won seven, seven of the of eleven, 11 they were nominated for. for. Yeah, that's insane. the The big one too was Brendan Fraser, right? Yes. Brendan Fra- Fraser won the Best Actor for was it Whale? Yeah. Have you guys seen it yet? I know you guys. The talking. Whale. I think uh, you did watch it, didn't you? Or you were Not seeing yet. part of it? Okay, I watched the preview again, and I had it set to watch this weekend, and I picked a movie about an army ranger instead, the real life story of him. But I'm going to go back and watch the Whale because as I just watched the previews, you could feel the emotional impact of him and it's his transformation. Uh, I know it was makeup and everything, but as raw and human as he played in this, uh, apparently you cannot watch this and not be moved. Why, why did his career fall off? Was it scandal? Was it just... I don't know if it he was stepped like a away. Scandal or? slash sexual assault thing that oh, was had it? happened to him. 
oh. uh, with people in Hollywood that had kind of put him in a really, really dark place for a while. Um, and so this was kind of mm. his his comeback story uh, was this movie and this and all the awards he's gotten since then. Well, and everybody, because headlines all over are finally nice guys do finish first. Yeah. You know, is what they're saying about him, because everybody just loved the guy. And he was he was just so cool in the audience last night. But some kind of cool moments. And one of my favorites was seeing Jamie Lee Curtis win uh, her first Oscar ever for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. Where she was a co-star in that. and Which, when, when Susan reviewed that, didn't she say it was weird seeing... Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis, Curtis in that role? Unrecognizable right? is what she was saying. What does and, that say about the role? Like, okay, yeah, I got to be unrecognizable to finally win one of these? Because Jamie Lee Curtis has been in a lot of stuff. She has, and she talked about, she thanked all of her fans and all of those from the horror genre who have been through, you know, with her through all of these years. Thanked her mom and dad, who were both Academy Award nominees when, when they were around, but didn't win, and she did. And it was just, it was a cool, cool moment for everybody except Angela Bassett and her crew, who then just started whining, and she had the most sour look on her face, like she just bit a lemon when they announced that Jamie Lee Curtis had won. What was she up for? I mean, why is she I know she was up for the, the supporting Wakanda. actress, but Wakanda was where that was Black for? Panther, Wakanda forever. Uh, okay. All right. But you're telling me that Jamie Lee Curtis didn't win an Oscar for Freaky Friday? <laughs> you're telling me that didn't Believe win? Believe it or not. One no. of the yeah. biggest rip-offs between that and, and Kevin James for Paul Blart. <laughs> I think those two stand out as the biggest robbery Amen. ever. Can we go back in time and fix that? I'll try to. Uh, best original screenplay went to Everything Everywhere All at Once. That was just that was the big winner. Uh, Ki Hugh Kwan uh, won for best actor in a supporting role for Everything Everywhere as well, which he's come a long way from being the little kid in the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, short you round. know. I mean, is what it? was that? He was short round and uh, Data in the Goonies. Oh, that's right. Really? Yeah. So he's been around there for a long time, and people were very, very happy uh, to see him win. And, uh, of course, the, the big winner was was Everything Everywhere All at Once for the movie of the year. Uh, to me, the highlight was watching the, uh, the musical, uh, uh, what was it called? Katu, Katu, I think. Not to, not to. Not to, not to. I knew there was, was a close. letter involved. I'm pretty proud of me for doing that. Uh, that from the movie RRR, which I watched over the weekend and really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. What's I, it about? Everything. Everything, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are so many stories that get intertwined with this between a couple of revolutionaries, really is what it comes down to, who end up teaming up, and then things are revealed of this guy's actually hunting for this guy, and this guy finds out this has always been that guy, and then ends up finding out. It's just so many things, but then the unexpected, there's always a Bollywood number in one of these Hindu movies, and it usually comes at the end, but there was one that, Matu Matu, that just blew me away about 45 minutes into the movie, and I probably watched that scene 10 times over the weekend. Is there a TikTok sensation of people doing that dance? Because that looks so hard. Now, uh, Jenna Ortega, who, by the way, did a great job of hosting uh, Saturday Night Live this weekend, when she was Wednesday Adams, that took over and was all over everywhere on social yeah. media, people doing the Wednesday dance. Are there people doing this Matu dance that you've seen? Uh, I'm sure. I probably saw it a bunch when it, the movie had first dropped on Netflix. Um, but it, it's such a fun part. I remember when I when I first watched the movie and that scene comes on, it's just 
it makes you want to get up and just dance. It because does. Because the, the music is there. It goes along with the story a little bit. It's just a very fun movie just to sit down and watch for a couple hours. It is. It will surprise you with every different scene. You will be like, what is happening? You do. And as and what I found, though, is I'm watching this movie right when I would get to the I am lost. I cannot figure this thing out. Who is this person in there? It's like they felt me wondering and boom, it would get explained. Well, it's like it introduces one character and then it introduces the second. And then the third part of this movie is them coming together. And then you're starting to figure out, what, do they know who each other are? They're both after different things. It's just wild. It's wild is is the best way to describe it. Some you like CGI animals and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. This is loaded with Big tigers, things? deer, nice. snakes. Oh no! All these they're just CGI and they're released instead of weapons. They do like a scene where they park like the Trojan horse. In with all these soldiers who are... Did you see that yeah. scene, Angel? It's awesome. It is, because I'm expecting it to open up and there's going to be a bunch of uh, of men and women in there. And instead, it is filled with all of these wild animals that they release <laughs> onto them. Truly a uh, pretty freaky movie. I, I enjoyed it very much. Well, good news is that Top Gun Maverick didn't get skunked. No, they won for like score sound, yeah, yeah. For the sound. <laughs> and I think Avatar got best visual Yeah, uh, effects. visual effects on there as well, which... Elvis they, got shut out. Yeah, they did, that's a didn't shocking. they? Yep. I forgot about that. Now, the best animated feature went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Which was listed as one of the worst films of the year. I thought we had said that before. Razzie Awards all over for that one. Uh, that hmm. did not do well. But, yeah, it did win for some kind of uh, technical award or its stop-action animation, whatever it was that it did. Another highlight of the uh, Oscars was Elizabeth Banks. Okay, she's a, she's an actress, but she's also the one who uh, produced and directed <laughs> Cocaine Bear. Oh yeah, and she came out to do her presentation with a guy in a bear suit, <laughs> which I thought is I mean that that's absolutely brilliant. I love that. And uh, staying on the movie theme, I don't know if you saw it, but Cocaine Shark has already been released. No. Oh yeah, Cocaine Bear hit the theaters a couple weeks ago. Now. If you watch the preview, this must be the lowest budget movie made ever. It's like they probably went, all right, we got some money. We can either go to Golden Corral or we can make this movie (laughs) about a cocaine shark. And they made it. It is the worst graphics when you see the shark. It is just laughably horrible. It's almost like an episode of Reno 911 is the way it looked to me looking at the previews. It's just horrible. We have the story of the cat from Cincinnati that ingested the cocaine the other day. Now we got cocaine sharks based on a true story as well, I believe, when some cocaine fell in water. (laughs) I, I don't know. After an explosion and leak at the lab, an army of mutated bloodthirsty sharks and other creatures are set loose on the world as a small band of people try to stop the carnage. An hour and 16 minutes. These people get it. I will be 100% watching this. I just watched the trailer for it. Did, did you find it? I, that's what I was yes. looking yes. for. Yes, it's in the story. It's absolutely horrendous. Isn't it is that... like it's in a lake, like a small town lake, yep. and they're on a little speedboat, and this hammerhead shark slash lobster looking so thing <laughs> jumps out of the water. That looks like a very, very bad student film. It, 
It's seriously. Yeah, I've seen CGI editing. Oh, no. No, it looks like the ocean got filled with living, breathing. It's not an ocean, toys. it's a lake. It's like adult toys are in there, is what they look like. What is this stuff? Yeah, you got to check it out. Cocaine shark to go with cocaine bear. There you go. Yeah, can't wait for all the cocaine animals. The cocaine zoo is going to be a fun one. There's your rundown of the Academy Awards (laughs) and one that will never be nominated. It's Good Morning NoCo on North Dakota's Voice, 103.1-1310 KFK. The story that we've been uh, watching throughout the course of the morning is the Silicon Valley Bank uh, that got closed down on Friday. Uh, Major concerns coming out of that with a lot of big companies having their money in there. And, you know, when a a bank goes under like this, it does. Everybody starts to worry about, okay, you know, can I get my money out of there? Can what would the the borrowing power that I have now? Where is that money going to come from? Are taxes going to go up so that we can handle this? A lot of questions still to be answered on this, but um, certainly alarming when we, we've been talking with Tracy Axton last week, right, about how those mortgage rates were already going through the roof and they're continuing to climb and, and the markets are all over the place. This is not looking great uh, for, for helping our economy at the moment. Not when you see bank failures. No, but um, we'll see how it plays out. There's really it's not, it, one of those things of what can you do? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it, it is, and I think that I don't know how this directly affects me, so I don't. Well, and, and we'll, we'll we're, we don't know yet. We don't know yet if this is just a one time thing or if this is like the the banking collapse that we saw in 2008 where uh, you had all those banks start to go under, right? The one thing that, you know, and it's kind of like what we saw here locally uh, with New Frontier Bank, right? Uh, back was that 2012 when it went under? 2012 when it... And, a lot of people got hurt there. Oh, a lot of people where notes were being sold to banks in, in, in Texas and then, you know, out, you know, in California and they were sold all over the place and to, to get that money back was incredibly difficult or to to, you know, make sure your credit score wasn't affected because people didn't know where to make payments. And that was a, that was just a, in terms of on the national scale, there was a minor blimp, uh, you know, because there, there were plenty of big companies who had their money there. But when you're talking about Silicon Valley, I mean, you're talking about the elite of the elite of the richest of the richest of companies that had their banking set up there. And now if their notes are being sold off to other places, what does that mean with their operating? Does that mean, you know, even more cuts with some of these technology uh, tech, technology places? There's a lot to be, uh, you know, searched through on this, on who was accountable for it. And, and uh, President Biden said that this morning we must get the full accounting of what happened. He said American uh, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. He was just coming out and, and, I mean, good job by his PR team. Get the president in front of the camera and try and, you know, nullify some of the worries that are going to come out there. 
Biden also said management of the banks uh, uh, should be fired, uh, the management of that, that bank. If the bank is taken over by the FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore, he said, referring to the Federal uh, Deposit Insurance Corporation, the agency responsible for ensuring the stability of the banking system. So that's where the worry comes from, right? Is the FDIC not doing their job, making sure the banks are doing things the right way? It's just it's a crack in the overall system, uh, could it, this just have been one bank with crappy management? Very well, could have been, but and and could have been on the FDIC level, the federal side. Uh, it could have been just whoever was overseeing them was wrong in this too. It very well could be. We're hoping that's the case, but we're we're at two banks that have closed so far. If the number stays there, I think we're going to be okay. It's not going to get as tumultuous as what it can be, but. We don't know yet. Have more than $110 billion uh, in assets. Signature Bank is the third largest bank failure in U.S. history. Another uh, beleaguered bank, First Republic Bank, announced Sunday that it had bolstered its financial health by gaining access to funding from the Fed and J.P. Morgan Chase. But we talk uh, you know, about uh, Chairman Powell with, with the Federal Reserve. and think It's, it's, it's going to take a lot of work to try and steady the waters right now after Silicon Valley Bank closing. 9.27 the time. It's Good Morning NoCo on North Dakota's Voice, 103.1-1310 KFK. Welcome back into the Aloe Fiber Studios. I'm Tanner Schwent, my co-host Brian Gary. How you doing, man? Just uh, a little three ball this weekend? Yeah, I did. Right. Uh, Facebook, uh, <laughs> again, we, we started the day off with uh, my Facebook getting hacked, so I can't share the poll question. I can't do any of that stuff, which is fun. That's and <laughs> you're trying to figure out your tablet over there. Yeah, you figured that out for me. I, I can do anything now. I can I can handle that portion of it, but getting... A big conglomeration like Facebook to get back to you about, hey, I have access to nothing. I, my account got hacked. It takes a lot of time. So I apologize that it hasn't been shared all over the place. But uh, our Happy Life Gardens poll question is, how do you pick out? How do you pick your bracket? Um, Charles said, just go with my first instinct. If I, don't ha- if I don't have one, I go by mascot name. I like that. Yeah. Kyle's on the mascot train, too. I pick by the mascot and colors. It, it, yep. Nothing more frustrating than somebody like that losing the you. pool to them. Yes. Cody Wilson, Denver Front Range Weather, joining us. How do you pick your Hello. your bracket? Um, I go. I pick several. I go one. I just for fun, purely by mascot, and then one I do gut, and then I actually kind of get into the math a little bit. And if you look at historically, the eleven seed has upset the most. Yep six seeds of any other seeding in the NCAA tournament. So that then I go back through and I look, who's got the greatest shot of pulling the upset here? And I'm, I'm then I make another bracket. That's, yeah, I'm usually looking for a 13, 14, 15. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those always happens. 15 yeah. over a two, yeah. No, it, it's kind of crazy. I'll go through gut feel on the first round, go through, and then at the end I'll go back, or uh, after the end of the first round, I'll go back and look and say, okay, there, I didn't pick a single upset. Mm-hmm. There's, got to, there's going, going to, to be, be. upsets. Yeah. We know that yep. now who are they going to be uh are you going to come join us on friday out at mccarty's there's a strong I think possibility he's going to be in winter park i might be in winter park but, uh, go, you know, go we'll saturday eh. <laughs> you, you know why he's traveling. going you know why he's going to winter park friday i'm going to guess because he can be yes because he can that's a great yeah. answer brian yeah i know it is great answer so he could be up there with powder and then he can hit the lodge and watch some games and have 
some vino or whatever would like after. I think I know where you're leaning. You're getting me emotional. No, I know. Well, <laughs> or you could sit with, you know, people who consider you one of their best friends and hang out and watch a college basketball tournament and have adult beverages yeah. and hoot and holler and have some great food and no, the, hang the, out with a good crowd of people. The Friday's truth, going to be a good day for you, no yeah, matter what. Yeah, the truth is I have a friend in Nashville who's celebrating his birthday this week, and we planned a, winter tr- a trip to Winter Park months ago. So this well. is something I'm already financially invested into. So uh, didn't he say last week he yeah, was going to go to the Boise? Yeah. Is what I thought. Oh, maybe yeah, to that basketball game. And you, now it's I gotta, oh, well, suddenly I've had these plans I, for a year. You, they were written in stone. You can never predict what the meteorologist is going to do. I always got to keep you guys guessing. That's and yeah. He I doesn't do, do any long term forecasting like what I'll do really, on Tuesday. Really good Wow. I think he just wanted to take this opportunity to lie to us, I think. Is what I believe was. our detective work have just unearthed yeah. some and crap. My detective work is it's Monday and you guys are... <laughs> 9.33 the time. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully we get more than <laughs> out of Cody when we talk about the forecast Got coming up. Eyes and noises. Our first Come taste on. of Do false Fox. Our first taste of false spring coming out uh, this week. We'll talk with Cody, get the details next, but first about in the hour, News and Weather Center. I want to say thanks to Kane, Doolin, McQuinn, and Young, Northern I'm Colorado's so I'm strong. Northern Colorado's personal injury lawyers with over 20-plus years of unmatched experience. They are recognized for their trial results and record recoveries. There's a lot of sleaze bags in this industry, and Kane, Doolin, McQuinn, Young are not one of them. It's just the fact of the matter. You look at all those uh, commercials for injury lawyers and and when we've talked with uh, uh when we talked with mike kane the last couple of times generously donating a thousand dollars to high plains honor flight uh it's it's really really they're great people doing great work for you if you've been injured in an accident trialproven.com they were great uh seriously when he called in during our honor flight deal yeah. uh, talked about being a marine you know and how moved he was when we were talking to uh i think we were talking jerry to, lucas. to jerry lucas yep. uh at that time and uh really moved him and yeah they're they're great people yeah they, they really are and i tell you what gets me is if, if jerry schimmel is associated with them and has been that speaks a lot to me because i really i have a lot of respect for jerry and who he'll do business with a hundred percent you can call him for a free consultation today guaranteed to get back with you within 24 hours 303-246-1111 that's 303-246-1111 cody wilson denver front range weather meteorologist is live with us in the yellow fiber studios cody this is happy monday this is the first uh sense of false spring that we're going to be getting huh? indeed indeed and uh, i think we'll be in the 50s today and some of you could be cracking 70 on Tuesday and Wednesday. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, two days of yeah, near yeah, 70 yeah, or 70. Yeah. Mm-hmm, two days of 70. It's going to be great. And then... <sighs> and then... <laughs> and then... Because <laughs> Friday you told us this storm Kablamo. system... Is it, it's not a complaint, no. is it? Okay. The storm system, you said uh, there was a lot of variables still to figure mm-hmm. out. And then after the weekend, a couple of days have passed, uh, what are you seeing from the storm system moving so, in Wednesday night into Thursday? Yeah, right? Wednesday night into Thursday. So we're going to see a pretty good cold front. Temperatures are going to b- bottom out and we'll be a good 30 to 35 degrees colder on Thursday than we will see on Wednesday. 
I think the accumulating snowfall will stay in the mountains. And then if you're in and south of Denver, I think you've got a good shot at seeing uh, some snur. But uh, here up north, I think the the downsloping wind is going to be too much for us. Uh, We may see some some rain and snow with the cold front but it's just going to be windy and cold up here you know i'm wondering cody you've talked so much um throughout this winter season about this being such a different weather pattern Mm -hmm. that we've seen that we broke the last weather pattern the lawn were we in la La Mm -hmm. for for a long period of time when we were breaking through on that and i'm just wondering wondering if typically march is our snowiest month yeah because we've had so much oddity in our winter and we actually got moisture throughout the winter, yeah. can that equal a less snowy March? That's a good question. And I, I think there's cause for debate, which would suggest that, you know, we put a lot of energy into one part of the season and then in turn that's going to take away from other parts yeah, of I mean, it, it's right? a, you know it probably has it's a nothing give and to take do with situation. weather but it's, right. it, it's just something you think numerically yeah you know? no doubt uh, it's something i've i've never really given much thought or consideration to but i could see why you would say that because you know as i've mentioned on the show many times mother nature uh is just trying to achieve balance all the time mm-hmm. And there was so much variability and crazy weather going on in months we typically don't see it. You know, I think that's that's a there, the the atmosphere is a counterweight, if you will. That's just trying to to to, to balance all the time. And uh, now that we're finally transitioning out of La Nina, thankfully, and into an Enso neutral pattern, uh, what I've noticed with data is that. It tends to delay what we typically see in March and push it more towards the end of the month and into April and May. So April and May is going to be really interesting. But what I will tell you guys is this cold front uh, coming in Wednesday night, Thursday, uh, should keep things fairly cool and active as we head into next week. So Mm. I think the models are really struggling uh, with this weather pattern change and coming out of La Nina, and there's still a lot of questions we have to answer. Well, it's interesting, and that's a really good point, Brian, too, because we're sitting here on March 13th, mm-hmm. and we haven't had much, much. snow yeah. at, at all, and we're halfway through the month yeah. as we sit right now. But as we know, too, Cody, uh, you know, the why March is the snowiest month, a lot of times it's just because we do get those kablamos, mm-hmm. as you call them, right? It's oh, not, one it's, good March storm well, yeah, can do it. Absolutely, and if it's big enough, it's it'll do it for March and April. Yeah. Um, much like, you know, 2019 showed us with the bomb cyclone. And then again in 2021, yeah. March of 2021, uh, you know, that was Denver's fourth biggest snowfall on record with that storm. But the mountains are doing great. I mean, well, under, that seems to be the story. Yeah, yeah they, they've, they've been getting nailed. And ultimately, when it comes to, uh, you know, filling up those reservoirs and, and getting us in a position where we've got runoff that's sustainable, um, we're looking really, really good right now. I mean, someone sent me a picture from Crested Butte a couple of days ago, and they, they're they just buried. You know, they've been spending a couple of days just trying to dig themselves out of their own house so they can go into town and buy groceries. So I know that's what's been going. I mean, my dad in North Dakota, mm-hmm. you know, they just got blitzed, blitzed in over again. the weekend yeah. where he's saying, you know, what have I done, Lord? <laughs> Aside from bringing <laughs> Brian into me? this world, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and for my brother who works in the oil fields, 
and you know the entire state is shut down and having to coordinate work schedules and and talk to companies like Wachovia and say hey you know you should keep your trains where they're at because you're not going to be able to get them here mm-hmm. you know it it just causes way more problems than it fixes at least in the short term so no it does where are our drought conditions at uh... so the mountains are in no drought whatsoever um we're in um we're still in a little bit of a drought here along the Front Range, um, and obviously it gets worse the farther east on the plains you go. And then, of course, our friends in southwest Kansas are saying the same thing your dad's saying. You know, Why have you forsaken me? <laughs> 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 but, uh, um, again, I see cause for optimism. This cold front is going to bring some moisture with it, and it's going to be a, a lot potentially because we're in that time of the year where we're not dealing with the severe cold that we've seen in December. December, January, and February. So should see some good moisture content on the Eastern Plains with this one on Thursday. Stupid question. I'm sure it is. But, okay, we're going to be upper 60s near 7. Mm-hmm. All right, that definitely causes melting, yep. moisture in the air, yep. all those things. Yep. Does that do anything with the cold weather that comes in the next day? If there's all that moisture that's just floating in the air from evaporation and everything, everything's a little more damp in yes. the air. Does that do anything to create a better chance of snowfall? Absolutely. Yeah. And here, and that's not a dumb question at all. So here's what I'll tell you, Brian. The stronger the thermal gradient is, the stronger the storm is going to be. And here's what I mean by thermal gradient. How warm is it ahead of the cold front and how cold is it behind the cold front? The greater that gradient is, the higher that gradient is, normally the stronger the storm is. Okay. So we're in the 60s and 70s ahead of the cold front, and we're in the 30s behind it. So we're seeing a 30 to 35-degree temperature drop between Wednesday and Thursday. From a meteorologist's perspective, I look at that and I go, oh, yeah, baby, someone's going to get some good moisture out of this. Unfortunately, you have to pay attention to which direction the wind's coming from, right? And if it's a northerly wind, you know, I think we're going to get the shaft up here in northern Colorado. But someone in Denver or on the Palmer Divide on the eastern plains is going to see some good moisture out of this. We're talking with Cody Wilson, Denver and Front Range weather meteorologist here this morning. Uh, So you you were talking about uh, the weather pattern afterwards. Is Mm -hmm. is it, are we sticking back in the 40s after the the cold front? We'll see a mix of 40s and it should be where we're supposed to be this time of the year. Climatology, we should be in the upper 40s around 50 degrees this time of the year. Um, And as we head further into March and April, Obviously, we'll be back into the 50s for climatology and eventually getting into the 60s. But uh, I don't see any significant warm-ups um, in the long term. And then uh, I'm seeing a signal in the forecast models that suggests that the weather pattern is going to stay fairly active as we head through the middle of the month and going into the end of month. And, and obviously, the dramas in the details um, exactly how that impacts Colorado remains to be seen. But again, when it comes to um, increasing um, water content in the mountains, filling up the reservoirs, and at least making a dent in the drought on the eastern plains, um, I'm pretty optimistic. Last year, we saw the wind start blowing late April and didn't stop till June. Mm-hmm. Can we expect that again this year? I don't expect that because we're not going to be in a La Nina pattern. With the La Nina pattern, we change jet stream dynamics entirely. And you also have to think, we lose jet stream energy going into the summertime. It retreats back into Canada because that's where the cold air retreats to. And that's another 
part two answer to your original question, Brian, is what causes the jet stream? The jet stream separates separates air masses of t- different temperature and moisture densities. The stronger that gradient is, the stronger the jet stream is. So that's where storms, mid-latitude cyclones like this in February, March, and April, that's why they get so much energy and so much wind and so much water is because of those gradients. The st- again, just think, the stronger the temperature gradient, the stronger the storm. And that also translates to a stronger jet stream. But in the summer, we lose the jet stream back into Canada, and that's when we lose all that energy. We lose all of our wind, at least on a synoptic scale. I mean, you'll get gusty winds with thunderstorms, right? But that's very micro scale. For sure. Very focused. The wind you're thinking about, the seasonal wind you're talking about on a wide scale, we lose that going into the summertime. Well, we know that the... March snow really waits until basketball season's over and baseball starts. That's so right. that's probably Absolutely. what yeah. we've been waiting for is yeah. just for preps baseball yeah, to, get, to started. get started. <laughs> so the snow can yeah. start to fall and cancel yeah. games yeah. and just There's, scare the hell out yeah, of every coach. It's nothing like a good snare storm with the track and field championships. Am I right? That too. Absolutely. Yeah, Spring absolutely. sports in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's a challenge. Yeah, it, is. it really is. It really is. As soon as you get yeah. started on it. But uh, uh, nice Nice weather days today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Yep. Um, One thing I'll mention, too, is we see these big warm-ups before a big cool-down. You have to think, we're in the 60s and 70s. That's, you know, 20 degrees above average. That means there's probably going to be a lot of wind with this, too, ahead of the cold front, especially if it's coming out of the west. Down-sloping wind means adiabatic warming. And we see that big warm-up before the cold front comes through, and then the temperatures just crash. So, yeah, it's going to be nice outside the next couple of days, but Tuesday, and especially going into Wednesday, look for the wind machine to start cranking ahead of the cold front. You're talking with Cody Wilson, Denver, Front Range Weather. Anything else that we need to know, my friend? Um, Just be smart. You know, as great as this winter and early spring has been as far as water content is in the state, all we need is is one bad windstorm and someone being really stupid with a cigarette or a spark, and that changes everything. It's a great point. As much, even as much snow cover yep. and all that as we think we have, there's right. a lot of dry timber, a yep. lot of dry grass. There's yep. yeah, yep. Beetle kill. I mean, anywhere there's open terrain and exposed vegetation that doesn't have any snow on the ground, um, you know, just always err on the side of caution. Don't be stupid. Be aware of your surroundings. If you see something, say something. Uh, very true. Cody Wilson, Denver and Front Range Weather. You got a pun for us today? <laughs> I haven't looked this at your time, page This yet. time change is killing me. <laughs> um, you can read them the one I posted this morning because I already forgot. Attaboy. Oh, I really? can't because I'm not on Facebook anymore. Okay, that's fair. If you, if you give me 10 seconds, I'll read it to well, you. Yeah, well, let's, let's read let's some see text. Let's who tries to get it first. Let's read some text while they're both <laughs> looking here. <laughs> All right. So uh, the pun I have for the day is why can't you breed an eel with an eagle? Breed an eel with an eagle? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it's ill eagle. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. Got him. Oh, boy, I'm glad we dug for that one. <laughs> I feel like when Geraldo Rivera went into Al Capone's vault and found a bottle. Uh, that was it. Big TV special. Everyone's glued. What's going to be in the vault? It was one dusty bottle in Geraldo. 
I think that's where we just went. <laughs> I think I think you're right. <laughs> Big thrill. Big thrill. You know what? Let's get a break. We'll get to some of these, these texts when we get back on the other side. Check out Cody the Weather Guy podcast coming out here shortly on 1310kfk.com. Cody, appreciate it, my friend. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right. 952. It's Good Morning Noka. We'll come back and wrap it up next. All around a lot of offices around America today, brackets are being filled out. We're asking, how do you do it? Is it gut feel? Is it uh, mascots? We've got a couple of people saying mascots that they do it. Do you Uh, follow an expert? Do you just look at a sheet and copy it? Yeah, just copy somebody else's bracket. Uh, Texture from the 970. As far as brackets go, I tend to go for which team has the cutest and best dressed coaches uh, there. (laughs) That is one way to go about it. (laughs) I love it. Sports uh, texting in. Brian is such a show off. I agree. Oh, there's more to the text. Uh, Asking a sophisticated question about moisture in the atmosphere from snowmelt that he's been saving up for two weeks. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) It it just came to me, but thank thank you for having my back, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Early predictions. Who, Who are you guys picking to win the national championship? Do you know? We know who Angel is, right? 100% 100% Alabama, done. Um, well, uh, yes. Yeah, it's done. In Sharpie. First thought, I haven't looked at the bracket yet, but if you had to say right now, probably just because he's right there and I know they're on top, I'd go <laughs> Alabama. I don't trust Houston. I don't trust Purdue. It's, the, Houston not, had one of their star players hurt. Too. Right, yeah, I saw that happen. In that. Yeah, UCLA, I don't trust. They got uh, banged Purdue up Purdue well. tends to get bounced. Purdue gets bounced. There's not a lot of those traditional blue bloods out there. What's Kansas like? They're a one seed. Yeah. Because Kansas is always there. Are they in the same you can side of the bracket on. as Alabama? No, they are, I think, the overall three seed. I think Bama has Purdue on, not in their region, but on their right. side. Right, right, once you get there. Yeah, I don't. I never write off Kansas. That's always a. Uh, they're always a powerhouse. Yeah, they're right in there. So I definitely would look at them. How do you think the Mountain West teams do this year after going over last year? I'm not. I don't feel good about it at all. Utah State and Missouri. Uh, Utah State's the ten seed. See, that's one that I, I like that. Actually. I would pick an upset there. I I really would. Um, and then San Diego State. Who do they have? No, I'm not. Uh, Charleston. Charleston. No, I don't want to pick Charleston. Stop. No, I tend to think San Diego State on that one. I actually think Utah State and San Diego State could both uh, get past their first round games. And then is Boise in one of the playing games, Angel? I haven't. Uh, No, they are in the West region with Kansas. They're playing Northwestern. So they're a 10 seed as well. I kind of like, I don't know. I just, those 10 7 ones, I kind of like to. The upsets every once in a while. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't looked through it, but as you were talking earlier, uh, when you go through your bracket and then you look and you, oh man, I went to all the favorites here. Yeah, you know, go back and look because historically, there is always an eleven, a twelve, you know, something like that that pulls off the upset. I think Cody yeah. was saying the number eleven, the eleven over the beats six, the six a lot. Twelve five is another one. That but I've seen I've seen twelve five happen, you know, quite a bit. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, not so much. No. Sixteen, never. It happened, happened once, once, right? Virginia. Within the last few years, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you you can't really pick a. Those Cinderella stories are really, you don't see them coming, right? And there's well, always no, there's always one that breaks everybody's, uh, it's, a, it's a bracket buster. Yep. 
I, I don't know. It's going to be fun, though. Uh, again. Always is, but no Colorado representation is is very, very disappointing. It does suck. Uh, CU got an invite to the NIT. They did. Uh, okay. So they're, they're playing in the NIT, but I, I it's just, you know, I, I've made it pretty clear I don't don't really care about those underlying uh, brackets that go on those tournaments if you're not in the March Madness. Oh, yeah. The only reason I care is if my school is in there. You know, if one of mine is yeah. in there, when honestly, when when UNC was in the was it CBI. CBI tournament, yeah, I had never heard of it before, but I followed it because they yeah. were in it. But, yeah, I mean, just some of those inner the, workings of the stuff on that too is just you've got Disneyland, and then all these other ones are like Knott's Berry Farm or a yeah. roadside alligator. Exactly right. You know? <laughs> Give me that roadside alligator. <laughs> all right, that'll uh, do it for us. Coach be coming up next. Chris Abshire filling in for Coach Bruce Dick today on that program. Whole show 11 to 2. Bernie Hull's poll question today. Is it panic time for the Denver Nuggets? Uh, listen in to uh, the whole show 11 to 2, and uh, that'll do it for us. We'll be back with you on a Tuesday yeah. right here on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFK. We love you, NOCO.